With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is hour two of the game, the game after work with Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, Travion Berklin. 785-537, the phone number to call if you want to call into the show. Big thank you to Derek Young from K-State Online for his time as we talked K-State men's basketball and football recruiting. If you missed that part of the show, go check out the Game KMAN podcast. You can search for the game on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. As I previously thought, it was just going to be Spotify only. No, we're still posting it to the same places, just not to uh, SoundCloud anymore. I, I guess that's the big difference. No longer having SoundCloud a part of the party. We just moved houses. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, but we still sold out. Don't let you. Don't let me uh, <laughs> say that we didn't. We sold out. Saw an opportunity and took it. Uh, speaking of selling out, I heard that uh, K Rock's going to have Nickelback tickets here very soon. How about that? Uh, Travion, <laughs> so I, I mentioned earlier that uh, we, we may potentially have some sort of severe weather pop up in this hour, so if that does happen, give me the signal. We didn't talk about this before the show, so we're having a show meeting here. Okay. Just give me the signal. Okay. I All don't right? know what that signal would be, but... Well, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> you just gave me the signal, and I know, I'll know i know what it is. Okay. <laughs> so I'll let you make it up, and I can't wait to see what it is if it does pop up. So I hope we don't have any severe weather. Right. Um, but um, if, you, if we do, you just give me the signal. Uh, earlier today, the NFL announced that uh, they're going to have some NFL draft entertainment next week for uh after like the draft is done like when it comes to that day and the picks they're going to have a concert series and they did this last year in vegas that featured uh ice cube and weezer but i can't remember who the saturday act was but i am excited for the friday band for the concert series motley crew did you see that trey 
Yeah, me and all my friends are trying to go. <laughs> so so here's the deal, though. You have to register to yep. get in mm-hmm. to the actual draft if you want to watch this. Now, Troy right. is over here smirking because <laughs> I tweeted it out earlier. I was like, I guess I'm going to the draft now because Motley Crue is probably a top five band for me all time. And right. I've seen him in concert a couple of times. Just saw him last. With, Trey was at the same show at Kauffman Stadium and saw them. And I, you know, I know Vince doesn't exactly have the vocals like he used to. He has some sort of breathing problem, I guess. That's the story out there. But uh, and then we, you know, we found out recently. I think relatively within the last three weeks, all the, there's been yeah. a ton of different Motley Crue controversies been talked about. So well, the one that did, I guess you know, become true, or at least we found out was true, was when it comes to the drumming. And Tommy Lee, I guess when they play Looks at Kill, when he counts it off, it's not actually him counting it off. It's just a recorded count off. Yeah, it's but, it's a metronome kind of thing. Woof. But, but the thing is, like, he's still playing the drums. Right. I mean, right. you could tell that it's live drums. It's not hard to do. Right. What's the other controversy? I mean, it's the whole thing just with Mick Mars. He's not in the band anymore. They're trying to lower his percentage and the money he makes as a band member because he's not touring with the band anymore. So there's just like a whole... He's suing Motley Crue for deducting them from 25% to 5% in his share of how much Motley Crue makes touring, which is... I mean, to me, it kind of makes sense that they deduct his amount that he would be receiving. He's still getting 5%, which is... I mean, that's pretty low, but I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I love Mick Mars. For him to still be touring as of last year with his health issues is impressive. Right. You know, I think Mick is kind of in the wrong on this one. Yeah, it's it's difficult to like say because, you know, I he still should ultimately be a member of the band like when it comes to like all the financial yes. stuff. But when it comes to like just the proceeds from the concerts, it's hard to like be like, well, and five percent is still pretty good money. Yeah, I don't know. But also, you got to pay John Five, right? I mean, at this point now, John Five is doing the touring. He's doing the heavy lifting, right? He's he's definitely going to be performing live. And it's also been announced that they're recording new music together. Hmm. Maybe some jealousy for Mick Mars that now maybe they're they're kind of moving on without him, right? You know. A lot of his statements have been pretty, like, you know, snaky, <laughs> just really bitter sounding. I love Motley Crue, and I, I, any chance I have the opportunity to see him, because you know with these bands, you don't know how much longer they're going to last. Even Vince, even if he struggles with his vocals, I still love Crue. Just don't kick the walkers away from him. See, that was his joke earlier. I was like, how dare you? But that's the thing, this whole draft thing, like, it seems really interesting because it's free. Obviously, it's a first-come, first-serve kind of a thing. So, like, but again, like I said, me and my friends are trying to go and, like, try to figure this whole thing out because I don't know what to do. You can't tell me that you wouldn't be making the same joke if it was the Stones in concert. (laughs) No, because good for them. Right. Aerosmith. Good for them. They need to come to Kansas. I just, I just can't see 80-year-old rockers on stage. But that's the thing. If they can still get out there and put on a damn good show, which the Rolling Stones do, all power to them. <laughs> I was not able to see them in their prime, so this is the only shot I have of 
living that experience. If Mick Jagger can still work a stage like he did 50 years ago. At third speed. Good, hey, good for him. <laughs> Even if it's the mediocre I version. I don't need to see Grandpa posing. Come on. <laughs> if they can still get out there and perform and still sound good. Uh, You're not going to hear criticism for this guy. I'm I'm one that would never criticize anybody for still performing just because they're getting older. Right. I think that's a ridiculous reason to criticize a band without hearing them, only, seeing them in person. I don't I don't get that point. Only if I think it it's a very horrible. lazy point to criticize a band. Right. Part of it is is because the claims over the years from them were that they were not going to be touring like this. Right. That is true. Like everybody 20 years ago is like, I want to go out on top. And everyone's kind of like, well, I'm not saying anybody's I mean, bad right now. I mean, for crying out loud, we've had how many Kiss retirement tours? That's, that's exactly what I was getting at. You've heard these bands. I don't know if the Stones have. I don't know for sure. But Kiss is notorious. famous, yeah. notorious for farewell tours, drawing the fans in. And guess what? It's not a farewell tour. That's a very business-minded band. We know Gene Simmons, very business-minded, and they want to sell Kiss as well as they possibly could. They'll put Kiss on anything, hmm. and it's worked. And now there's controversy. It's Ace Freely, right? Right. Yes. Controversy yes. with Ace, and they're fighting all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Third time around. Which everybody's sad about because the last Kiss show is going to be at Madison Square Garden in December, and we want all the original members to go on stage and do rock and roll night together. Well, I mean, for crying out loud, at Madison Square Garden, you had to have Ace doing New York Groove. Right. I mean, but now that That'd they're fighting, sick. it's like, it's so, it, it sounds really bad, so I don't think anything's going to happen, sadly. But. I was not planning to go to the draft. I think Motley Crue performing has pulled me towards Kansas City. Fallout Boy is playing on Thursday. I don't know if right. I really have interest in that. Maybe Travion Wood. Save your energy for, for the Janet it's, Jackson show. Come on. It's free, so I'm going to try to go all three days. And no one's talking about Thundercat, and Thundercat is no awesome. Idea. He's no awesome. What is Thundercat? He's a bass player, and he makes all this kind of cool modern jazz. He has like been on Kendrick Lamar albums and Tyler, the Creator. He's mm. really cool. you got to look up know. his music. Sounds more like a name of a monster truck. <laughs> right? <laughs> or or an 80s cartoon show thundercat oh wait it was thundercats oh was it yeah i've never yeah. heard of it well, yeah thunder, thunder, i recommend thundercat thunder he, he rules um let's get to uh let's get back to basketball here uh because i could talk motley crew in, in concerts all day um but i i I've changed the direction of how I want to go at this because, you know, the Anthony Thomas news is not surprising uh, from men's basketball. Not surprising they entered the transfer portal. 6-7, guard with plenty of potential. Juco transfer, did not play last year. He redshirted. He's got years of eligibility remaining. I think he's going to do very well wherever he lands. With him leaving, to me, doesn't have a whole lot of cons. I like the idea of now having four scholarships available for proven transfer portal guys. You know, meanwhile, you know, Anthony Thomas was a, you know, scout team guy. You know, Drell Colbert was as well. He's still here and he's got very high potentials. You know, of course, a backup five. Dorian Finister. Hope I'm not leaving anybody out. But anyway, not in any ways is this heartbreaking. He has potential somewhere else. And I like K State now being able to go into the portal and get four guys. 
more room for guards, more room for these highly touted guards in the portal. I think it allows K-State more room for success, really. Meanwhile, what I really want to get out of here is this is what has turned the, uh, turned the plan for today's show, and that's what Jeff Mitty did earlier today. Now, again, I don't know exactly how to pronounce her name, but I'm guessing she's a transfer from Louisville, and it's Zayana Walker. Mm-hmm. She is a 5'8 point guard who didn't really play a whole lot this past season. I mean, looking at the numbers, she only played in five games, two and a half points, a half, uh, a rebound and a half, barely any assists, and shot 60%, scoring a total of 13 points. I don't know Louisville's story entirely. They're a lead eight team last year, very good. They're good pretty much every year. What I like about her is incredible potential. Now, I don't know exactly how they're going to work her into the lineup, but I, I, I kind of have an idea. Because even just heading into this year, you have a pretty solid guess of what the lineup is going to look like with Gabby Gregory, Serena Sundell, Jalen and Briley Glenn, and then back at the five, you're going to have the All-American and future pro basketball player, probably a top 10 draft pick in Aoka Lee, who is back for this upcoming season after a, her second knee injury. What it feels like right now is that Walker would be first off the bench, potentially second off the bench. just depends. We'll see how that plays out. I think that'll be a very interesting storyline. Going back to the potential, if you don't know the background of her story, Wichita Heights kid, again, like I said, a 5'8 point guard, and she was listed as a top 30 player in last year's recruiting class. She was the Kansas Gatorade Player of the Year. Her numbers were incredible. And hold on just a second. I got I to gotta pull them back up here. But in high school, she averaged 26 points, eight and a half rebounds, six assists, five steals a game. Incredible numbers. That's where the potential comes from. Again, I don't know why she didn't play very much at Louisville. She is going to play for the Kansas State Wildcats with three years of eligibility remaining. Incredible potential. The way I measure this up is... If she was right out of high school, she is David Castillo. Top 30 recruit, four-star kid, point guard, and a, a phenomenal scorer. Her numbers all over the place are through the roof. That is, I think, a very accurate comparison, but she wasn't right out of high school. She has played a year at Louisville and only played in five games. I like that Jeff Mitty has, has an opportunity to give her this kind of opportunity to play for this team next year, which, I mean, sky's the limit, in my opinion, with this team. The addition of Aoka Lee returning next year is once is going to get K-State back to their normal identity. The lob to the five is back in play. <laughs> yes. And when Aoka Lee has two hands on the basketball, she's very good at scoring. Inside out. Playing inside out. You're not going to have to rely on all the outside shots like you did last year. You know, this team, I thought, really grew on things that they maybe wouldn't have if Aoka Lee was healthy. It loosened things up to allow for more driving than what they had had in oh, the past. Serena improved so much on that. You know, I think Jalen and Briley you know, really grew in being starters, being leaders, being relied upon to perform well. 
I think you have your starting five set up. This is just adding more depth. And then, by the way, don't forget you have you know a pretty decent recruiting class coming in in Alexa Hess from Pennsylvania, who's a guard. You have Taryn Seitz, who's going to be another point guard, who scored over 1,500 points at Phillipsburg, who has very exciting potential. I mean, things are brewing very well right now for Jeff Mitty. I, I think this obviously needs more attention and probably talked about more past what Wyatt and I have been talking about on Wildcat Insider because it's the appropriate platform for it. But as much hype as K-State football and men's basketball are going to get heading into next year, K-State women's basketball should be getting the same amount of attention and the same amount of hype and being talked about heading into this upcoming season. It is very exciting. To me, it feels like the most I've been excited heading into a season since you go back to the Nicole Oldie days and how excited I was as a 10, 11, and 13-year-old kid when Clay Center would shut down to come watch Nicole Oldie play in person when the teams are going to, you know, rounds the 32s and made a sweet 16 at one point, that kind of potential. So I could talk a long time about how excited mm-hmm. I am for Case Athletics this upcoming year. But it's also just it's it's you know, it's that much sweeter adding one player. Now, the next step for women's basketball and Jeff Mitty and recruiting is they got one scholarship left open. And that is reserved for the backup for Aoka Lee. Taylor Lauterbach has entered the transfer portal. She just recently visited Virginia. Uh, it, she didn't really play last year. And that was really unfortunate. It just didn't work out with her because with her 6'7 size, it just, it just didn't work out for her uh, with K-State. Mimi Gatewood, who was a guard, had entered the portal. They're the two that is left. And with the addition of the two incoming freshmen, now you have Walker, the transfer from Louisville with – Sky-high potential to join now the Wildcats. One spot is open. How good can K-State get a five in the portal? As in, how good can they get as a player to back up um, Aoka Lee? That'll be the last impression on the hype heading into next year if they can get a really solid transfer to back up Aoka Lee because I think that'll get a lot of people's attention. Back up an All-American, play for an amazing player, or play for an amazing team, heading into a very promising 2023-24 season. When we come back, uh, a little bit of draft news. A little bit of draft news about the Cats. Somebody has really climbed the ladder when it comes to best available for the 2023 draft. That's Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply next is this that thunder tiger person thunder cat come on have some respect (laughs) sorry sorry i put respect on this person's name what is this this is his song, Them Changes, from his great album, Drunk. That came out, like, when I was in high school. Hmm. Well, now you know we got to cut this out because can't play copyright music on the new podcast. Oh, right. Travion right. Berkland. It'll be easy to edit this out. Come on. We're going to get fined. Three, two, one. Cut. And welcome back to the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Travion Berkland. 537-1350, the phone number to call. Uh, <laughs> when's the last time you guys have watched a DVD? I talked about this ago? a little this morning. So, yeah, uh, DVD per se, I've got a few around. I think probably when I threw in uh, Mel Brooks and uh, High Anxiety a while back. Trey? Like a week ago, I watched, um, what did I watch? I had a, I can't remember what I watched now. I think it was, oh, I watched Scream on DVD because I have this. Interesting. Well, Scream. I I bring it up because. Does anything say DVD more like it being the original Scream? I actually have a bunch of DVDs still. Oh, I, yeah. A few Blu-ray, but I, I keep a lot of DVDs around. I watch them once in a great while. There are a number of DVDs I have that it's movies you never see on HBO, right. ne- like Max, Netflix. They're never on Hulu or anything. We've got a so, box set of Audrey Hepburn. I've got a box set of Mel Brooks. You know, just some different things like that in our case. Like the CBGB movie. Oh, uh, yeah. is a real. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Pirate Radio? Yes. Like that, I've never seen anywhere. Right. Screaming anywhere, so I I've kept the DVD around, but I probably have a, over a hundred still right collecting dust. To be honest with you, I bring it up. Netflix has said that they are going to stop mailing out DVDs September twenty third. Yes. So yeah. Troy, if you're still trying to watch the rest of Lost, you better get it done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not an issue. So not not a problem whatsoever there. Got a weird finish to that show, huh? Um, you know the funny part about it. I told this this morning. For crying out loud, those those red envelopes were ubiquitous in the mailbox at the radio station in that era, because our general manager was a subscriber. And he and his wife were, you know, firing through movies constantly. And it, it was funny that you just always seemed to find one of those envelopes in the in the mailbox. It was a great idea when it came out. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, it was revolutionary when it came out. Absolutely revolutionary when it came out. And now that Netflix has still been doing it, it's like 
why are you wasting your time? When my when my parents switched, and I kind of forced I kind of forced their hand a little bit on this. I introduced them to an Amazon Fire Stick, and I'm like, look here, Netflix. You can stream TV. You can do so much. Look at all these apps. You just have to subscribe. Cutting the cable. Once I got them on board with that, that should have been a message like Netflix. Mailing out DVDs is probably obsolete at this point. Unnecessary. I've never actually, I've never been involved with that whole Netflix thing. And when it comes to actually getting the DVDs mailed to your house, never done it. I've always been the streamer. We always did it mixed in with going to Blockbuster all the time. But it was mostly because if you wouldn't find something at Blockbuster, we would get it through Netflix. Sure. That's what we do. I'm not going to lie. I do kind of miss the video store days. Oh, absolutely. I rented WrestleMania six. <laughs> 20 times <laughs> there's still one in lawrence that i went to like a is couple there months. yeah is it that family video i think so is, is it on mass is it on mass street it's or not like it? an official family video that all those chains went out of business but mm. it's this one mom and pop one that's still there and i we went in there i was like i can't believe this is like still here junction city had a family video for right quite some time but i don't think it is one anymore it didn't make it's past a, the yeah. pandemic after after that yeah. and all the locations closed but hey shout out to him that's a hell of an effort to go that long oh absolutely in a in a game that has basically been shot the word again obsolete for a decade yeah you know shoot when i was growing up and vcrs were just relatively new to the marketplace dad would hit wolves in topeka on his way home on a friday night and load up with like three, four movies for us to watch over the weekend. Travion, I, you, you mentioned Blockbuster. There's a lot of people your age that'll never understand the adrenaline rush you got, with, especially a kid like me, driving to town, as in Clay Center, right. and going to the grocery store, going to the video store, and renting a m- couple of movies in a video game. That was a big deal. It, it was a big deal for me, too. You got to give me some credit because, you know, I was a child in the late 2000s. So we'd always go to those and I'd want to rent all the kid movies and PlayStation 2 games. I did all that stuff not on the same level. But, you know, always had late fees all the time because I'd always keep that Scooby-Doo DVD for too long. You guys do Redbox ever? That, that had occasion. its run as yeah, well. Yeah, I have done so a little bit, but not very much. My last experience wasn't very good. We watched that Gretel and Hansel from a red box, and that movie was pretty boring. <laughs> you mean Hansel and Gretel? It's or? literally, it's flipped around. It's Gretel and Hansel. Well, that was dead on arrival then. <laughs> right. If you're going to switch those names around, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right. I actually bought, the, Redbox gives you the option to buy a DVD. Oh, I was really? like, I, I really liked the movie at the time, Grand Torino. Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, Redbox will sell it to you for eight bucks. Sold. <laughs> never did buy or never did rent a video game from there. Uh, all right. I should have got to this sooner. Let's talk NFL draft here real quick. Um, because I noticed this last night. Todd McShay has updated his best available. And he's been doing this a lot recently. And I've noticed every time he updates it, Julius Brents keeps climbing up the charts. Corner, 6'3", 
two really good seasons for K-State. Really good seasons. His first year was honorable mention. This last year, first team all Big 12. So he grew as well as a player. And K-State's had some lockdown corners the last couple of years with Echo Boydo. I'll get to Echo here in just a moment. So with the latest update from Todd McShay, has Julius Brent's 27th best player available in the NFL draft, which 27th best available, you would think he has very high first-round potential. I, I sh- maybe shouldn't say very high, but has first-round potential. Somebody else that does is Felix Andy DK Uzama, but he's been right there the whole time at 33rd best overall, according to Todd McShay. So I, I'll throw this out there that, and again, this is kind of like bracketology. You can put the list together and give your best predictions, but a lot of the time it's going to be just a tad bit different uh, pretty much everywhere you look, although you could probably guess like with bracketology who the number one overall is going to be, and that's considered to be Bryce Young from Alabama. Uh, to go number one at quarterback. K-State has never had two players drafted in the first round of the same draft. It has never happened. K-State's had first-round guys, of course. Now, it hasn't happened since Josh Freeman, but they've had a handful of guys go in the first round. And I think the first one, you got to go back to the 1950s or 60s for the first first-round pick for the Cats. But here's the thing. So the, the last report I saw on Julius Brintz when it comes to team interest was from the Bengals, who has you know, a late first-round pick which I believe is actually 27th overall, and they have shared, I guess, to sources that they have interest in, in Julius Brintz. Corner is in a need they they need a fill. Here's the deal, though. At 27, according to a lot of people not named Todd McShay, 27 is considered a, is considered a reach for Julius Brintz. Why Julius is getting such high, uh, you know, high praise right now when it comes to the NFL draft, and he's been climbing the list of best available, his size, his length. With his ability that he has at corner, but also added to the size, that's what has made him really climb. Having a corner at this size and this type of reach, wingspan, not a lot of corners. So it basically depends on the team that really wants him. Do they want to wait? If Julius Brintz is still there mid-second round, and he could be, there's where your value comes into place. Julius, though, isn't he could still be a first-round guy, but it's considered a reach mm-hmm. for late first round. Meanwhile, for Felix and UDK Uzama, the feeling right now is he still continues to teeter. He is either a late first or early second round guy. There have been a ton of mod drafts that have Felix as a late first round guy. The Chiefs have popped up a lot. The Eagles have popped up a lot. Or he could go in the early second round. So it's hard to tell. If I if I was a betting guy, I think Felix has the best shot at going in the first round. Now, the, I would say the highest mod draft I've seen was actually from CBS and has Julius Brents going 16th overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That'd be sweet. That'd be awesome for Julius Brents. But the most of the conversation has said Julius Brents is an early second-round guy. Now, Deuce Vaughn, Malik Knowles, Echo Boydo. Echo has snuck himself into potentially being a draft pick in the seventh round. Malik Knowles has slid. He's been the only cat I've seen that has actually slid as we get closer to draft day. Can't give you really any specifics on that. He didn't show up to the uh, pro day for the Cats, and he didn't really work out, as far as I know, uh, for the for the combine. Meanwhile, Deuce Vaughn, 
obviously what's holding him back, and he could be as high as a fourth-round guy, but it's because of his size. Now, I will say the last update from Todd McShay for Deuce Vaughn is that he has climbed from what I've seen from from 17th best uh, running back to 12th. So Deuce Vaughn, his his stock is, is getting a little bit better as we get closer to draft day, which first round is a week from tomorrow in Kansas City. And of course, don't forget, if you're going to the draft, check out Follow Boy and then Motley Crue on Friday night. Uh, but I, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since K-State has had more than two or three picks in one draft. you got to go back 20 years ago in 2003 where K-State's had that great of a draft. But K-State has does have very good potential, very good potential to have five guys picked in this year's draft. Obviously, this will be a major topic uh, as we continue on this week and into next week with the draft starting next week of K-State's potential to have five guys picked in the draft. Um, So we'll continue that at a later time. But when we come back, number one song of the day, next on the game. In three, two, one. All right. Um, All right. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather be able to control time or be able to know what other people are thinking? I think I'm going to go with control time. I would have to go with control time. I'm already worried enough about what other people are thinking. Right. Uh, just, you know, if you worry about what people are thinking, yeah, that's you all you're going to worry about. Go mad. Once, Whereas, it, once it gets at you, then it really gets at you, then it's hard to come back from that. Get your confidence back up, if you know what I mean. We've had that conversation. Yeah, and I think controlling time, if you could go, like, it's like trying to Time travel, or you could just like like a VCR, you could go in reverse or go you know fast forward or. It's debatable because the question is kind of open ended. I would think more like if you wanted to like extend your day longer or you know something of that variety. I pause can, your day. I want to bring up a question. Actually, I thought David G on K Rock today had a very good question. His his ask a K Rocker question. It was kind of it's like, would you rather do this or that? And it was like. Would you rather win a million dollars on Survivor, win a million on Jeopardy, or, of course, just kind of go all out and win on Price is Right? Hmm. Two of the three I'm okay with. So Jeopardy, I'm not smart enough for it. And it takes a long time to accumulate a million dollars on Jeopardy. I mean, it takes a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. How long is Survivor? Survivor. So that's that's. It used to be thirty nine days. It's now down to like twenty eight. I could do twenty eight days. The thing is, though, you're also starving. Everybody thinks Survivor scripted. I mean, all I, reality shows are scripted to a certain extent. At least not scripted, well, but like you know, they force all the people into a certain situation, maybe. But I, I've met I've met two execs for Survivor when I was at the Stern Show. And I basically got the gist of it. That was the producers will, like, when they do the, like, interviews, they will prod them with certain questioning. But what you see with the interaction, the challenges, the votes, that's all played out. That's them. Yeah, That makes sense. But more of the, like, personal stuff or, like, that person's with this person and they're a tent or whatever. I haven't watched the show in forever. So I'm, a, I'm a survivor guy. 
I love I love the the experiment, you know, throwing a bunch of wrinkles into the game at him. I, I've always said I've I've wanted to be on survival. I love Boy, if I had to pick between I miss Fear Factor. I like the pro you know, winning a million dollars potentially in Survivor, I think I'll have to go with that. Can we bring Fear Factor back and get rid of his podcast? You know, like Joe you know Rogan. like Rogan's podcast? <laughs> I'm just thinking people would be a lot better off. <laughs> I like his show. Keep him busy doing something else. <laughs> He's got a hundred million dollars, Troy. Yeah, I know. Just opened a new I'm aware. comedy club in Austin. Well, get rid of uh, the Rogan podcast, the Rogan experience. That's more money for us, maybe. Nobody really listens to it. Well, I mean, people listen to it on Spotify. I don't listen to it because I don't have Spotify. So, Well, I think most people will get like the clips yeah. yes. that you'll see on yeah. like, you know, you scrolling yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the, the mini clips or whatever on right. TikTok or Facebook or whatever. I don't Snapchat. watch those, but I haven't watched a full episode of Joe Rogan since. No, I don't want. I don't. Yeah. The last one was when The Undertaker was on because, oh, yeah. you know, wrestling. <laughs> Uh, I, I will if Neil deGrasse Tyson is on. I think he's very entertaining. And also, I learn a lot. The last one I watched was with Tarantino when he released his new book. So I like listening to him talk. Anyways. Tarantino. Wow. Okay. You, all right. Do we have time for one more? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Quick so, one. Um, how do you think the world would... Oh, and I already asked that the other day. Never mind. Is it too difficult to do what you do? Whether for a living or hobby uh when you do a two-hour show playing a two-hour show by yourself right yeah it's pretty tough sometimes um play-by-play just takes some practice the wake-up call oh that's the easiest part of it troy (laughs) screw that all right we gotta get out of here for trey (laughs) troy mitch peace out go cats